In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd We are here at Military Mom Talk Radio with Robin Boyd, Doris Rivas Brecky. We've got so many great guests today. We've got Joyce Faulkner, and she is um, she is the head of the Military Writers Association of America. We've got a great author coming on today, Kathleen Rogers, who wrote a great military book. But before we get started, I have a very special eight-year-old boy who is coming on the radio today, and he would like to say something. I hope we didn't lose him. We oh, this is this is Robin. <laughs> and hopefully we have our uh uh gentleman Max online to be able to give us this message. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we did. Doris, we're waiting just for a moment to have um young Max give us a very special uh special reading. How are you, Doris? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Robin. How's the weather back there? You know, we have had a mild few weeks, which has been that's, wonderful. That's what um, I thought and, I heard on the news. Yeah. How about you? You must be enjoying the warmth. Yeah. You know, we've been having 80s, 80-degree 80 weather. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hi, girls. Can hear me? Yes, are you back, Sam? I am back. I am back. <laughs> Some technical difficulties. I opened the right. show and didn't hear anything, so thank you for jumping right in. Of course um, we did. I have a seven-year-old boy here named Max Levin, and he's going to say something to the troops, so hold on. Hi, my name is Max, and I'd like to wish all you troops a happy new year. That is all. Aw, wow. Max, Yay, that's Max. wonderful. He whipped that headset out, ran out of the room as fast as you could shake a leg. (laughs) You know, I have to give Max a real big salute because he has really, in his own quiet way, just been starting such a philanthropic lifestyle. He really helped out with Toys for Tots this year, didn't he, Sandra? He did. He did. It's his second year. He is eight years old, and he has made presentations at his local elementary school. He has invited invited his friends and um we have gone shopping with donation money 
money. He's raised donation money. And um, it's a really amazing thing. And he has actually received two Commander's Awards from the United States Marine Corps, one when he was seven, one when he was eight. And, of course, he's my son, so I can't not be proud of him. I'm proud of both of my kids. But uh, it was a big deal for him because he's very shy. And uh, for him to come on the radio and wish the troops a very happy New Year uh, was a big deal for him. He was so nervous. He was shock white. <laughs> oh, I, I just think it's adorable. But I just want to really give him a salute because it is um, very difficult sometimes for a young person to find find that um, that within them to be able to to share and to do for others. So good for Max. I'm very proud of him. Well, and when you think of the thousands of toys that come through my ranch every year and the kids don't get any of them, you know, both of my kids, Max and Zach, five and eight, <laughs> there's Legos and they come through and they're like, mom. And I'm like, you know what? But you know what? They don't complain. Doris, you were there. You saw how good they were. All the kids were really good. They were fabulous. Fabulous. That is so special. That is so special. Well, it is going to be a very busy year this year, I think. We've got so many things on the horizon, Sandra. Oh, my gosh. We do. We do. I mean, I think, you know, hooking up with um, (laughs) Joyce Faulkner, should love that, um, for the uh, Military Writers Association of America. I mean, that's so much fun because we get access to all these great writers. And I know um, we've gotten a lot of requests for great reads, uh, recommended reading lists. We had somebody recommend for military uh, books. And, you know, the great thing about this organization, Rob, is that they bring books from between the Civil War, the Vietnam War, you know, the Korean War, you know, current mm-hmm. current war, war um writings, you know, and just a whole bunch of great things. So if you really like that genre, we've kind of become the military channel for TogiNet. Well, I'm so thrilled to know that we are going to be featuring more authors this year. We just really have so many already in our lineup. But how wonderful to start the year off with Military Writers Society of America because they really do focus on finding such diverse uh, authors, such diverse uh, subject matters, and like you say, covering every um, in counters that we've had uh, as as military um, stories could go. I mean, I think that's, this is just really exciting. So this is just the beginning of many, many, many more wonderful shows to come. Well, and the best part of it, Rob, is I didn't even get out of the new year with getting it wrong. I got Joyce's name right. (laughs) All right. It's Military Writers Society of America. I I just make my own association. Last year, two years ago, when I busted down that colonel to like a lieutenant, do you remember that lady where she's I like busted her down fifteen ranks? Oh, she was sweet about it, though. <laughs> I mean, she, <laughs> I have to say, I am because I'm always going to my husband uh, with with help for help, so that he can I can say, all right, now is this level higher or is this lower or what is this in the air force versus in the in the marines or in the mill? I, I just get very confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I I would be running around if I were in, in, enlisted. I'd be running around with this little guidebook all the time. <laughs> okay. Well, and, you know we handle all the branches, Rob. So it get it does get confusing, you know. And I have a little rank chart, you know, that I pull from to go. Okay, where is this person, you know, in the pecking order? Because you know, by the time you hit all the different armed forces ranch branches, it's it's very confusing. It is. That's it my is. excuse. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, one of the things, Sandra, that I'm so glad that we are looking forward to this year is having Doris with us. She's our woman on the street instead of a man on the street. We have a woman on the street, and she brings us all kinds of things from around the country. Doris, we are just so thrilled that you've got something special for us today. I do, and thank you for uh, letting me share this. You know, Sandra and Robin, 2012 is an election year. And traditionally, election years are filled with even more than our usual share of headline stories. So I think it's safe to say that it's going to be an interesting year for all of us, and we've kind of already alluded to that. That being said, while I was doing some New Year's spiritual reading, I came across this beautiful piece by Sarah Bond Bronick in her popular Simple Abundance book. I know a lot of people uh, are familiar with that book. And she talks about this famous Ithaca poem by C.P. Kaplathy and how the general public was first exposed to this poem at Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis' funeral, where this poem was read. It was one of her favorites. Anyway, uh, for those of you who don't know about the poem, Ithaca was the beloved home of the famous Greek warrior Odysseus of the Trojan War fame. And Odysseus spent 10 years roaming the world having adventures and learning life lessons while trying to get home. And that's where the word odyssey comes from, which means long, exhaustive journey. Anyway, Sarah loved this poem like Jacqueline Kennedy, but she felt the poem was mostly written with men in mind. So she was inspired to write a version for women. And this I would like to share with our audience, you know, because they're military moms, and uh, also with my hope that we all have a great year for our listeners. Anyway, this is Sarah's version of Ithaca. Pray that your journey be long, full of many summer mornings, when with much pleasure and much joy you anchor in harbors never seen before. Browse through Phoenician markets to purchase exquisite treasures, mother of pearl, ebony, sensual perfumes of all kinds, as much as you desire. Visit many Egyptian cities, content to sit at the feet of sages, eager and open to receive learning. Keep Ithaca always in your mind. Your arrival there is your destiny. But do not hurry the journey at all. Be patient. Better that it lasts for many years, longer than you can imagine, so that finally when you reach this sacred isle, you will be a wise woman, abundantly fulfilled by all you have gained along the way, no longer expecting Ithaca to make you wealthy, no longer needing Ithaca to make you rich. Ithaca offered you the profound journey, the chance to discover the woman you have always been. Without Ithaca as your inspiration, you never would have set out in search of wholeness. And you should find, and if you should find her poor, Ithaca did not deceive you. Authentic as you have become, full of wisdom, beauty, and grace, enriched and enlightened by all you have experienced, you will finally understand what all of life's Ithacas truly mean. And Sarah concludes with these words, Life is a journey, and we are women of spirit, women of substance, women of style. We are seekers of the sacred and the ordinary, seekers of love. Chronologically, the year has ended, and we have begun a new journey. A new year, we are well equipped for the journey. But when we need help, ask. Ask for help. Ask for the power to be switched on. Ask to soar higher. Ask, ask, ask. Ask to be surprised by joy. 
Give thanks and never forget that all you have is all you need. Pray your journey is long and you will see the authentic self is the soul made visible. Godspeed, everyone, and Happy New Year. Back to you, Sandra and Robin. That was just wonderful. What what wonderful (laughs) words. All you have is all you need. Yeah, that that's almost like Mary Poppins. A feast is as good as uh, what? How does she word it? Um, enough is as good as a feast, and we will certainly have so much more to feast on, and so much more to have uh, on the other side of this break with uh, Kathleen Rogers and Joyce Faulkner, who are both from the Military Writers Society of America. We are looking forward to meeting them both right here on Military Mom Talk Radio right after the break. Stay tuned. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Want to be challenged in a powerful way to leap beyond what you think is possible? Then join us Mondays for the Leah Jansen Show. Every Monday at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com with Leah Jansen. Listen live as life coach Leah uses her coaching skills to give you the tools you need to take action and create momentum. You are encouraged to call in and share your greatest fears, challenges, and obstacles. And then listen as Leah obliterates those barriers to success. For more on Leah and the show, check out her website, leahjansen.com. That's Leah, L-E-A-H, J-A-N-T-Z-E-N.com. Spend one hour with Leah, and you'll be captivated by her energy, enthusiasm, and magnetism. You'll quickly become addicted to her positive attitude and make-it-happen mentality. Ready for a life-changing, mood-altering show? Then get ready for Leah Jansen. And listen live to The Leah Jansen Show every Monday morning at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for The Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction Power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Hey, military moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Doris Rebus Brecky, our resident poet and um, <laughs> ex army gal, uh, and Robin Boyd. And we have such a great season coming up, you guys. We have paired up with Joyce Faulkner of Military Writers Society of America, and she is helping us bring on great military writers each week. So we're going to feature in each segment a great read, a great writer. Today, our great read is coming from Kathleen Rogers. And um, girls, I'm so excited for this because, you know, this is technically our third year on the air. Mm-hmm. And we've done over, what have we done? Over 100 and, 100 and some odd shows. And our reach is global. We get mail. Um, Robin, I, can you help me think of the countries? I know we've heard from Ireland. <sighs> France, Germany, Germany uh, yep. Morocco, Japan. Uh, we have just been so excited to hear from so many people. And if everybody would just like us on Facebook at Military Mom Talk Radio or even go to our website, uh, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com and connect with us that way. That's the best way. And we love hearing from everybody. It's just so wonderful. It is. It's so much fun. Um, but I think we should hop right over to our guests because we've got a lot to cover today. Um, I would like to welcome Joyce Faulkner. She is the, um, well, she's a lot of things. She's an author. She's, um, I'm going to kill the title, The Shadow of Suribachi. Did I get that right? The Battle of Iwo Jima? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get Suribachi right, but I can't get Kathleen versus Catherine right. <laughs> Uh, now, Joyce, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Because you've got quite you've got quite a history uh, with writing and fiction and historical fiction, and um, just give us a quick rundown. Okay, well, you know they call me Wheels because I've been around, um, but essentially, I studied writing early on, and uh, then went into become an engineer, and I was an engineer for many years. And uh, over those years, I continued to write, but uh, when I retired, uh, the first thing, I I wanted to retire and write thrillers, uh, which I had done. But before I did that, I wanted to knock off this little book about my dad uh, in the shadow of Surabachi, which happens to be uh, most of his stories that he told me during uh, a time that we used to call it a nervous breakdown. Uh, But essentially it was PTSD, we know now. And uh, they gave him shock treatments, which made him, he couldn't stop talking about what had happened to him during the Battle of Iwo Jima. So he died when I was, uh, he was only 50 years old. So uh, that's an enormous gift that he gave me, these stories about his friends. Uh, but I wanted to do it as historical fiction so I could be interpretive. So the first thing I did was I did the research and I started understanding what had happened to him, putting his uh, uh, issues in context with his experiences, and uh, wrote the book. And when it was published, uh, they sent it out to a bunch of places, and one of those places was Military Writers Society of America. And a few months later, they contacted me that I had won the gold medal for historical fiction. Now, as you can imagine, I was thrilled. <laughs> and, wonderful. Uh, went out, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. Uh, I went out to uh, San Diego to receive my award, which is where our, the conference was that year. That was 2006. 
and uh, met all of these wonderful people. And uh, people who were writing history, people who were writing to deal with their own issues uh, from their experiences with war, family members who were writing to deal with uh, their experiences. And I got involved. And before I knew it, I was helping people. I was ghostwriting. I was doing anything but writing thrillers. And uh, I also got involved uh, as secretary of the organization for a short period, and then I was the webmaster for a while. And uh, since 2009, I have been the president. Uh, one of the most exciting things that uh, I've had the honor to do is to work with the, uh, these people. We now have uh, over a 1,000 people on our uh, email list, wow. uh, most of whom are writers and uh, giving them an opportunity to be heard, uh, to use the, their talents, uh, to expand our body of knowledge about war, uh, about uh, how war impacts our families, our civilization, our country. Uh, and I've learned uh, a whole lot. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, uh, something that continues to grow over the next few years because we just launched our new website. It's still at www.militarywriters.com, um, but people are moving over, and it's much more um, empowering where they can post their own material. And we're seeing not only people who are authors, but people who are just beginning their, their road to uh, uh, write down what they have experienced. So it's very exciting. Has military how long has Military Writers Society of America been in existence? Uh, my understanding is that it was first um, um, put together by Bill McDonald in two thousand three and two thousand four. Oh wow! Uh, so it's 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 uh, something. He was a um, a Vietnam veteran, uh, helicopter crew chief, and uh, he was discovering that. Uh, writing and the arts uh, helped people that he knew as a, a, a spiritual uh, leader uh, deal with their issues. Uh, but to encourage them to actually do that, there was no niche and there was no uh, uh, organization in place that could recognize their efforts, that, that would give them a platform. And so he was able to get it up and running. I believe that 2004 was the first time that we that there was an awards uh, program. Hmm. That's so interesting. Wow. Well, and your site looks great. You know, you used a Joomla core or something like that. It's hard to tell what, uh, or is it Drupal? But you did a really good job on it. Drupal. It's a Drupal core. I love Drupal. those. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You've got a lot of content on here and a lot of, you know, you guys should really check it out. Uh, those of you listening today are uh, picking up the broadcast from iTunes or TogiNet or Military Mom Talk Radio. It's a really well done site. Well, thank you. We, uh, we're very excited about it. We launched it uh, yesterday. <laughs> so uh, we, we had had other, uh, over the years, other different uh, websites, but uh, we wanted something, as I said, that was empowering so people could uh, come out, you know, members could come out and, and post when they need to. They each have a blog associated with it. Uh, there's forums um, and um, 
most of the material, we have um, uh, all the books posted um, so that uh, visitors can read the forums, they can read the blogs, and they can also um, go out and uh, see the work that an individual author or writer has done and, and purchase their books if they wish. Um, so it's, it's, it's very exciting. And, and the interesting thing is that we have uh, pretty much all genres uh, represented. Uh, we have people who write straight history. Uh, we have people who are uh, uh, write historical fiction like I do. We have people who do thrillers. We have children's books. We have how-to. We have references. Um, we have memoirs. Uh, so there's pretty much something for everybody. Do you have to be a member in order to uh, participate in the forums? Uh, you do. You can read them, but you do need to be a member to participate, to put okay. in your questions, suggestions. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, to become a member, uh, essentially uh, you need to have a connection to the, the military in some way and be interested in, in writing or art or photography, um, and uh, the dues are uh, $30 a year, so they're pretty much affordable to everyone. Um, Very. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a pretty amazing uh, opportunity for people who are just beginning their, their journey uh, to uh, creating this history. Um, we find that, and we would like to encourage people who are dealing with uh, enormous issues, like, for example, how do you deal with deployments? How do you uh, uh, deal with somebody who, uh, you know, is, is struggling with depression? How do you uh, help your family and your children uh, deal with uh, when daddy's been injured or mama's been injured? Um, so... It's, it's an amazing uh, opportunity for anybody who's in that position and wants to start writing uh, to join us. We would love for that. Also, if you don't choose to be a member but would like to get our magazine that comes out monthly, it's called Dispatches. You can go online and subscribe to it. It's free. That's, It'll come to you I through. See. And yeah, is that a, a hard copy or is that a, a virtual magazine? It's it's virtual. Uh, you can purchase a hard copy at magcloud.com each month if you wish. Uh, but it comes as a PDF through email, and it's available on the site uh, as individual articles so that you can use them in social networking to pass them on to friends and that kind of thing. Oh, my gosh, that's wonderful. Um, and I also am clicking in so that you can see right from the website your your blogs. We're going to be going uh, to a break very shortly, Joyce, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about not only your, your new website, but I'd like to also go back a little bit to your book um, before we say hello to Kathleen. Um, we are talking today with Joyce Faulkner. She is currently the president of the Military Writers Society of America. You can find them at www.militarywriters.com. And there's lots at this website. You'll find so many inspirational stories, but you'll also find the link to so many other people who have written some very outstanding testimonials and some very uh, outstanding books that you will all enjoy. We're here today at Military Mom Talk Radio, and we will be back after the break. Stay tuned. 
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Thursday nights, get ready for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette, at 11, 10 Central on Toginet.com. What are the Read My Lips Tips for Success? Well, it's spelled out like this. R. Realize it is possible. E. Embrace all relationships. A. Advance through adversity. D. Develop your significance. M. Manage your health and wealth. Y. Yield to your natural abilities. L. Listen to your heart. I. Invest in yourself. P. Persist by taking small steps. And S. Serve others. Each week on the show, you'll find a safe haven whereby tips, insights, and strategies are shared by Linnea and her guests. Go to Linnea's website, readmylipstips.com. Then join us Thursday nights at 11, 10 p.m. Central for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette, on toginet.com. Evermore, people have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Viktor Frankl, the inspiration for the movie Victor and I. That's V-I-K-T-O-R and I, movie.com. And TalkSense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with host Mary Similuka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vasley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central, on toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land, God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hi, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Doris Rivas Brecky and Robin Boyd on our New Year's show of 2012, our third year on the air. And we are welcoming Joyce Faulkner and Kathleen Rogers today. Uh, both of them are authors. Both of them are members of our Military Writers Society of America. I want to encourage you guys to check us out on iTunes. We are available under Military Mom Talk Radio, all of our past shows. We cover everything from PTSD to uh, divorce in the military, deployment issues, uh, grandparents raising kids while their their adult children are serving overseas. We've got recipes. Good Lord, Robin, we really cover everything with the military family, don't we? 
And then some. We're looking forward to lots more. Wow, we to really lots do. More. We do. We do. So check us out on our site, militarymomtalkradio.com. We want to thank our host station, toginet.com, for three wonderful years. And our producers, Sarah, um, Sabrina, and Carrie, Carrie Martin. We love Carrie, um, who's been with us since the beginning, and Sabrina Keel. So uh, that's my general housekeeping. You guys have anything to add before we go back to Joyce? <laughs> No, I think we've got lots more to talk to Joyce about before we uh, say hello to Kathleen. I agree. I agree. Um, Joyce, how does somebody how does somebody get a military book published? You know, it, it just seems so overwhelming these days. Do they just, you know, do they have to go to agents? Do they go to self-publishing companies like Lulu? Do they publish through military uh, writers? Uh, you know, how, how do they do that? Well, I tell you, there are. This is one of the things that we do uh, work with our people to help them. Uh, there are three basic ways for people to publish a book. Uh, one is the traditional route, and uh, with the traditional route, the company takes on all of the risk and all the financial burden, and uh, you sign. You essentially sell your book and most of your rights to it uh, to them, and then you are paid by a royalty system. Uh, that uh, is a per-book royalty. So if you sell 100 books, you don't make very much. If you sell 2 million books, you might make a pretty good living. Um, but it's also a way to get materials out there that uh, uses a company with a lot more resources than you would have personally. Um, the second option is what we call a subsidy publisher, and those are places like um, iUniverse and Author House. Uh, and essentially, they share the risk and the financial burden with you. Uh, and how much you support your or um, pay for a package is how much you're actually subsidizing the production of your own book. And they share the profits with you in varying different uh, business models. And then the third option available to you is to self-publish, and that means that you go out and you hire someone to design the cover. You go out and you hire an editor. Uh, You have someone to design the book uh, layout, uh, and then you have to find a way to distribute the book. Uh, So it's a lot more burdensome. Uh, To actually publish a well-done book is many thousands of dollars. So it's the most expensive route to go, but then you get 100% of the profits back once you start selling the book. Now, lately there is a brand new approach, and that is e-books, and pretty much you can um, uh, do those for free, and there are a couple of com- companies, Lulu.com being one of them, Amazon. Uh, create space another where it's free to upload and free to go through the process and they have templates and they but they roll the cost associated with the production into the cost of the book itself or the price so a variety of options uh, a variety of ways to go probably right now traditional is the most difficult because you do need an agent uh, if you're doing fiction at least and uh, you need to have a lot of uh, uh, understanding of the industry uh, because a given company has expended resources to uh, in a specific channel or a particular topic 
and they have all kinds of put investments into that. So if your book fits exactly what they're, they've already invested in, they're likely to take you. But if your book doesn't quite fit, or you know, if you send somebody who does history a children's book, they're likely to turn you down. So the key is understanding who's doing what and when, and getting your book to the right people there. So contacts are very important, which is why an agent is important. Hmm. Interesting. It really is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to ask you about your uh, book in particular, Joyce. Did you really have to um, extract information from your dad when you were beginning the the uh, seeds to In the Shadow of Suribachi? Did all of this begin and flow, or did you really have to pry things? I know my dad I wouldn't tell me just just anything. <laughs> it was very difficult getting information yeah. from him. And, and most people I talked to have been in that situation. Uh, my dad, when I was 10 years old, had a nervous breakdown. And as I said, they gave him shock treatments. So when he came back, he couldn't stop talking, and he he kept repeating the same stories over and over again. Now they were out of context, and a lot of them were, as as a 10-year-old child, they were very frightening. Um, But uh, as time has gone by and I was able to research them, and as I said before, put them in in some order, um, it became very meaningful to me, and it was like a gift that uh, he gave me. Uh, because if you think about it, uh, the he went to into battle with six friends. They trained together. They traveled over there together. They had the same leadership, uh, and none of them survived but my dad. So um. none of these boys survived long enough to have children or families. Uh, and I've often felt the burden of being... Know, among children that were born from uh, fathers of that family, that battle. And I've actually participated in uh, uh, radio shows and, and uh, articles with uh, another group of uh, Iwo Jima children called the Sons and Daughters of Iwo Jima uh, because so many died in such a short period of time. Uh, mm-hmm. So those that survived, we feel very blessed. Uh, so if you think about it, my dad's story, those the, the siblings and the parents and the families of those young boys, uh, parents are gone, the siblings are dying, they never had children, they never had wives. Uh, so my dad's stories about them uh, are a gift to the world so that we don't forget them. Now, I fictionalized them a little bit to give them context, but the actual stories, the 10 chapters about battle itself uh, and and how each of these boys left this earth uh, or what my dad gave to me and, and or, or what's remembered about these boys. Well, and Joyce, that's so, Joyce, it's so great that you're able to immortalize these. And that brings up, I'd like to bring on, you know, Joyce, please feel free to stay on the air with us as we bring on uh, Catherine uh, Rogers. She wrote a book, The Final Salute, and it made me think of when you were talking about, you know, kind of being haunted by the memory of um, of friends, you know, killed and uh uh, Kathleen's book, The Final Salute, uh, talks about um, 
a seasoned fighter pilot tuck and is Vietnam vet, uh, set in, uh, but it's set in England. Kathleen, are you with us? From Texas. From Texas, coming in from Texas. So, um, when when uh, Joyce was talking about you know getting the information from her dad, where did you get the information from your book? Do you have? Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Oh, I can. I, I grew up in Clovis, New Mexico, and I married a fighter pilot from Cannon Air Force Base. And so, just living with a fighter pilot, being around fighter pilots, uh, that's where I got my material. And uh, my main character in the final salute is a guy named Tuck, and it's set at Louisiana and also in the Middle East. And someone said to me, well, you're not a pilot and you're not a guy. And so what I did as a writer, I gave myself permission to become a fighter pilot in my head and write from that viewpoint. Her book is fabulous, by the way. It is just so emotionally engaging. Uh, One of the best authors I know is Kathy. Well, and this is a award winner. This is a Military Writers Society of America 2009 Silver Medal winner book as well. Oh, some uh, I dedicated my book. Yes, I won the award in 2009, and I was thrilled and went to Orlando to get my award, and I dragged my husband with me. Um, I dedicated the book to Tom, whose ghost first inspired this story. Because my husband was haunted. When I married him, he was haunted with so many friends who'd been killed in uh, air mishaps. And when a fighter jet goes in, um, it goes in fast. And uh, I wanted to help understand what made him tick and all his buddies. And uh, fighter pilots, when they zip up that flight suit every day, they zip up their emotions. And I got in, I wanted to get inside and figure out uh, what what it was that haunted him. And then once I married him... You know, we lost so many friends in fighters, and uh, it was a way to understand my husband and also to understand so many others and and so many friends of mine who lost their husbands, And, uh, and, and it helped. It was kind of, it was very cathartic to write my book, and it took me 16 years. And I, never I was just going to say that wow. took you a long time, uh, that it was, it was such a long time. Kathleen, we'll have a lot more about the final salute when we do get back. Um, I want to direct people to your website, which is Kathleen M. Rogers, and Rogers is spelled R-O-D-G-E-R-S dot com. Uh, and we will find out a lot more about the final salute. And I, I'm glad that you specified the ghost because at first I thought perhaps this was in memory of somebody but your husband is alive and well and and with you and so I'm glad that you clarified what the ghost was in your dedication we're going to be back with Joyce Faulkner and Kathleen Rogers right after the break here on Military Mom Talk Radio be sure to uh, check us out on Facebook and on Twitter on iTunes and at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com we'll be back after the break are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system keeping the home fires burning well that's what we're here for it's military mom talk radio with sandra beck and robin boyd and we'll be right back after these fertility is an extremely personal subject 
Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on toginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work and is an expert in the donor egg field, bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, on Togginet.com. Are you ready to get your woo-hoo on? From business and branding to babies, best-selling books, and personal breakthroughs? Then it's time to tune in to Woohoo Radio. Love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness with your host, Lisa Stedman. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on Togginet.com. Using her signature blend of inspiration, motivation, and kick-butt action, best-selling author and chief woohoo woman, Lisa Stedman, wants to help you discover the woohoo that only you can do. Lisa will show you how to create your signature woohoo way of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself. If you're tired of a one-size-fits-all approach to career, relationships, and personal growth, get your weekly woohoo on with Lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Check out her website, lisastedman.com. Join us for Woohoo Radio, love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on Togenet. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help us out, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm wishing you all a very, very happy, blessed New Year. We've got such a great lineup this year with our uh, Military Writers Society of America. We've got a great author on today. We've got uh, Kath, uh, sorry, Kathleen, now you guys got me all screwed up, uh, <laughs> Kathleen Rogers, who's the author of The Final Salute, and that's a 2009 silver medal winner for Military Writers Society of America. It's a great book. It's a great read. It's an easy read, which I like. You know, my old tired eyes, and I try to plow through the books that are sent to us for review at Military Mom Talk Radio, and it's an interesting read. And it, Kathleen, I just want to comment really quickly before I throw the mic over to Doris and um, Robin. When you talked about writing, you know, and I've come from a writing background and, and have a degree in journalism, and I'm always amazed when people say things like they did to you that, like, well, you're not a fighter pilot. You're not not a, um, you know, and I'm like, for crying out loud, you're married to one. You sit across from him. You have to listen to every single one of his boring stories 50 million times while he tells all his friends. You have lived the fighter pilot lifestyle by being married to these guys. I know with my dad, um, 
uh, you know, my dad was Navy. I feel like I served after listening to some of these stories. So I'm really proud of you uh, to write this book as a woman from a point of view and to use your amazing imagination and realism, just as I am with all the authors that come on our show that are handpicked um, because of their great works. And I just wanted to say that in 16 years, man, that's dedication to keep going. Oh, thank you. I, I believed in my characters. I believed in my story. And I also, all those ghosts, all those pilots that died, they needed a voice. And I'd already written uh, for Air Force, Army, and Navy Times. I'd written for Family Circle magazine. The first two articles I ever sold to Family Circle were military-themed stories. And I knew that if I had to do it and I wanted it to be authentic and I wanted it to be real, and uh, my characters, a lot of them are composites. I like to describe my fiction as on one side is all the real stuff, and on the other is the imagination, and I throw it in a pot and I make up a big gumbo. And uh, that's how I like to describe the final salute because it's set in Louisiana. But uh, as a writer, it's just uh, writing does not come easy for me. And if I don't have an, an emotional attachment, uh, it's, it's even harder. So w- the way I write, I describe it like this. When I sit down to write, every time I sit down, I feel like a blind person sitting down in front of a piano and teaching myself how to play. And, and that's how I write, and I have to get an emotional charge. Um, so, and, and for any writers out there, tension on every page. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. I know that uh, we have, um, our producer just sent us a note. We have a question for uh, Joyce. Uh, do we have Nancy on the line? Yes, you do. Hi, Nancy. Welcome. Well, thank you. This is for Joyce and uh, Kathy, I think. Hi, Nancy. How hi, do you Nancy. Get, hi. How do you get beyond research to actually do the writing? Because I get i got to do more and more and more research, and I just don't write them. Uh, the well, research, the Nancy, thing. can get in the way. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, Kathy said, said the research can get in the way. Is that what I heard? Yes. yes. Uh, sometimes the scariest thing is to just sit down and start writing the story. Then you plug the research in. And it's scary, but hmm. the research can actually become an excuse not to actually write the story. Joyce, what do you think? That's what exactly what I was going to say too, Kathy. Because sometimes, uh, because it's scary, you don't write. Uh, so if you write it and then sculpt what you write afterwards, uh, the most important thing is to get the, the the emotional impact, as Kathy pointed out, down first, and then come back and and put in the results of your research, or go and look up what you need to support what you've just done. Wow. Yeah. Nancy, where are you calling from? Uh, Ohio. Oh, Ohio. Well, hello, Ohio. (laughs) It's snowing here, finally. Oh, gosh. Did you get that snow that's coming across? I think it's heading our way. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I want to yeah. check in really quick, really quick, Rob. You're in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Our caller is from Ohio. Kathleen's from Texas. Yes. Joyce, where are you? Pittsburgh. 
Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Wow. I'm, I'm sending this to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Los Angeles and San Diego and, and Texas for our show producer. I mean, I just have to note here, technology is so amazing because where in the world could we bring this many powerful female voices on one show under one roof from all these different locations? That's pretty darn cool. I think that that's cool. awesome. Nancy, that's wonderful to hear from you. Thanks. Okay, I and I do have one more question, then oh, I'll I'm hang sorry. up. Go right ahead. Yes. Uh, do do the, uh, uh, the people you're interviewing have opinion on uh, published on demand, self-publishing, traditional publishing, et cetera, et cetera? We'll give and, that one to Joyce. Yeah, I'll hang up with <laughs> okay. Uh, Essentially, what you choose has to do with what your purpose is. If you have literary uh, aspirations, it's probably worth your while, and you plan on a long career, it's probably worth your while to go to the extra lengths and time that it takes to become traditionally published. If you are aiming your work at uh, your family uh, or your business, then it makes more sense to self-publish. And if you're somewhere in between and time is an issue, and subsidy makes more sense. Time. That's my issue. Great. <laughs> are you in the process of writing right now, Nancy? Yes, I am. Wonderful. I'm writing a book. Are, are you, is it a military story or is it yes. another kind of fiction? It's a nonfiction submarine book. Ooh. Really? Um, so are you a member? Are you a member? I'm of acknowledged the Marine Force family. Oh, wonderful. Well, Joyce is definitely a resource for you if you're not already a part of, of the Military Writers Society. I hope that she will be. Um, one of the things that I guess I wanted to ask Kathleen, where you say you took 16 years to uh, publish The Final Salute, was 16 years because you kept adding or finding another character that you wanted to throw into the mix? Or was it more that you kept going, you had the core story, but kept going back and, and tweaking and rewriting and so forth? Okay, 1992, I started the novel Cold. I thought it was finished in uh, uh, three years. It wasn't. Got to a major house in New York. They rejected, but the editor took time to tell me what to do. I started over from scratch. Wow. And I, I just, I kept my characters, most of them, and I just, I spent years trying to teach myself how to write good fiction and good dialogue and like I said, I'd already been published a lot of nonfiction and national publications, but fiction proved to be a whole different animal. Part of that 16 years, you should know that I sent out queries, oh, right and left. Uh, I cannot, I am the queen of rejection, but I hung in there. I, I wanted, I waited. They always say you can get a thousand no's, but maybe there's one yes. And one day in May of 2008, I got my yes from a small, traditional publisher based in Oceanside, California, Leatherneck Publishing. They have since gone out of business, but um, they published me in 2008. Hmm. 
Well, and what a great success story, you know, because one of the things that we talk about on Military Mom uh, Talk Radio is that the only difference between people who are successful and those who are not are the successful ones keep trying. And we look at 16 years for this book to come to light. And what an unbelievable success story. My uh, sons my sons were relieved. They were four and six when I started the novel, and they're now, they were 20 uh, well, they're wow. 26 and 24 now, minus uh, three years. I can't do math in public. But I'd also <laughs> like to say my, my youngest son is a second lieutenant in the Army. And oh. it's so amazing that I live the, the military lifestyle as a wife, and now I'm a military mom. And it oh. totally changed everything mm. now that I'm an actual wow. military mom. Wow. Now, can I ask you what changed? You know, I know we have only a couple minutes to break, but what changed for you, uh, Kathleen? Uh, okay. As, as the wife of a fighter pilot, there are so many risks. You know, it's not, it's a very dangerous job. People don't sit around and talk about it, but it is. Um, but it was one thing to, to be the wife. My, my job, once I had children, my most important job was to take care of my children and, and protect them and be a mother. And so when my youngest son, he was still in college when he said he wanted to, you know, go into the Army, uh, at first we were like, oh, my God, you know, your dad did it, your grandparents did it, it let someone else do it. And he said, I'm 22 years old, this is my decision. And so we said, okay, we'll get behind you. Um, I think as a mother, it's just, you know, he's, he's my son. Um, I have two sons. I'm proud. My oldest son's a very gifted, award-winning artist, equally proud of him. Um, it's just different to uh, have a child in the military, especially at a time of war. Now, my son has not deployed yet, but um, I've met lots of military parents and some Gold Star parents, so I totally understand the risk. Wow. And Kathleen, we've got, we're just at the tail end here. This has just been so fascinating. We want to make sure that everybody stays in touch with you, KathleenMRogers.com, because you've got another book on the, on the horizon. Is, uh, did I read correctly? Johnny Kitchen is the name of your new book. Yeah, the, it's called Johnny Come Lately, but my, my protagonist, her name is Johnny Kitchen. And I the story's it. set in Portion, Texas. Uh, again, it's a novel. And I'm about halfway through, and for any writers out there listening, my biggest culprit is self-doubt. And every day when I, I have to tell myself and get rid of the ugly voices that say, I can't do this. So. Well, you're a testament to the positive thinking and keep on trucking uh, attitude because <laughs> you have been so successful and we're so grateful for the time that you've given us Kathleen Rogers and Joyce Faulkner, both from Military Writers Society of America. We want you to visit them at militarywriters.com. And of course, you can always find lots of good stuff here at militarymomtalkradio.com, at our Facebook, at our Twitter, and on iTunes. Sandra, Doris, it's been a great first first show of the year. I hope everybody comes back for more next week here at Thanks Military. Thanks, Sandra. Happy Thank New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs>